It's my favorite day of the week. It's break bread. It's my favorite day. It's my favorite day of the week. To make it Sunday to Sunday, that shit is deep. It's Sunday brunch. We hanging in the child line, man. We back at it for another one, the first one of the year. We appreciate all our listeners and all our viewers. Before I introduce our guests, man, let me tell y'all what we smashing on. We got the hash brown casserole, omelets to order, and I got the red velvet waffles, cream cheese icing, and bourbon whipped cream. You. Yeah. Well, we thank you for our guests and um and our Father, we ask that you to help us to have a have another great show, and let us come away from it uh, learning something and uh, going forward with our lives in a way that would be pleasing to you. I guess today uh, she received a phone call that uh, no parent wants to receive. Uh, we want to thank her for coming out and being transparent and sharing her story with us. Uh, you know, we don't take it lightly for people. Know, giving us their time to come do these interviews, man, we definitely appreciate it and uh, humble by it. Um, I've been knowing Antonia's mom for about, about 12 years, but she's been around my family my whole life. But, you know, we first met when I used to be the chef at the Sealback. So we reconnected. I got her here, man. We want to thank her for coming out. Thank you so much for coming out. My pleasure. So tell us, how have you been since the unfortunate, untimely passing of your daughter? Um, I have my good, I, sometimes I tell people good days, but you have your good moments and you have your bad moments. Um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a moment by moment thing. You can be feeling one way one minute and then the next, you just totally just takes you back to the day it happened. Right. Right, because I remember, um, Man, like it was yesterday, I had COVID. It was in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, laying in bed, just flicking the channels. And I saw you on the news and I was like, whoa, you know, what happened? I called Murd immediately mm -hmm. and he was telling me. So I don't know how you all mm -hmm. received the phone call or how you all found out. But um, for those listening, if we didn't tell in detail, um, her daughter was senselessly murdered. It was... Uh, selfishly and cowardly murder let me say that and uh we got on the show just to share her story about that and what that was like so let me ask you like how did you all find out okay or, what happened is is uh she was working in ups of course okay and uh, she has a certain time she's on the night shift so it's a certain time she needs probably to be at home okay um to get ready for work um and it kept getting a little bit later and later and I was like, well, I hadn't heard from her. So um, just kept calling her phone, sending her messages, calling her phone, sending her messages. Then after I talked to one of her best friends, she was like, hey, she shares her location with me. So uh, we uh, did the Find My iPhone app, and it took us to Smoketown. Mm. Um, so we were just riding around, you know, to where, like, the find my iPhone app was saying that um, our phone was. Mm -hmm. So we just kept riding around and riding around. We didn't see anything. Um, I called the police 
because I didn't want to go knock on somebody's doors that time of the night because it, it was well after 10 or 11. Right. So we were not, uh, I didn't want to knock on somebody's door that time of night up there. So they came and um, we knocked on two sets of do two different doors and then they told me, um, good luck, we can't knock on any more doors with you and um, whew, and um, this is a pretty rough neighborhood. Because um, that, that iPhone, find my iPhone app is not accurate. Right. It's what they said. So when you say not accurate, meaning like, you, it's on there, but it may not tell exactly where she's at. That's what okay. the police said. Okay. Um, so, after we kept riding around the neighborhood, didn't see anything, going through garbage cans, we went through the alleys, everything. So, so not, not to cut you off, okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you speak. So you, as a mother, as a parent, let me say that, you knew something. I knew something Because she had a routine or like she normally checks she in? I mean, she might go an hour or maybe two without okay. Okay. calling me, but not that long. Okay. Um, and her girlfriends were trying to get a hold of her and they couldn't get a hold of her either. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, from, from what I understood, that this was, not a, this, this was not a rebellious young lady or she was not estranged no. in any way. So, uh, at what moment did you begin to realize uh, something isn't right? I knew something wasn't right, but she wasn't responding. Mm -hmm. okay. um, she wasn't responding to me. She wasn't responding to her friends. She mm -hmm. wasn't responding to her siblings. So I knew something was wrong. Because um, you know how sometimes people are like with kids, oh, they're just not answering the phone, or she's. You know. That just wasn't like mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. okay. um, I mean, like I said, for maybe an hour or so, but right. it had gone too long. And I knew, mm. you know, she valued her job a little bit more than that. And I was like, uh, after we rode around the neighborhood for a little while, I said, I'm going to go to UPS to see if she's been to UPS. And I went to the guard shack, and they wouldn't tell me anything at first. Mm -hmm. um, they were like, I can't tell you anything. And then they one time tried to tell me she was there, but they really couldn't tell me anything. Mm. So then I called up because uh, there's quite a few people out there they were looking for. I said, uh, mm, I don't think mm, I can file mm. a missing persons report for 24 hours. And somebody said, yes, you can. So I said, let me go home. I said, so I was riding home and I got in my driveway and I was calling the police to file a missing persons report. And that's when I got the call from her godmother and she was pretty distraught and upset. She said, you need to get down here now. And I did. And what happened is, is uh, my son, um, as they were walking, mm -hmm. seen um, something unusual in this car, and uh, he found him in the car. So how how has your how has he been dealing with with this? Because that um, had to have been a, a devastating. Yeah, I uh, for tell him. people all the time he's a man. Um, mm -hmm. He what um, he was a young man at that time, and I think it caused him to grow up a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, my son, um, um, his sister, they had a, a bond. Mm -hmm. um, my son didn't talk to her after, well after two. And mm -hmm. uh, the pediatrician told me, she was like, he doesn't have to talk, she talks for him. Mm -hmm. um, she was like, mama, he, mama, he needs a bottle. Mama, need, he, you know, so he needs his diaper changed. Yeah, so they, they she were, was basically like his mother. Yeah, yeah, they were in tune with each <laughs> other. So mm -hmm. she did all the talking for him and, and that went on for a long time. Um, so, 
I think, you know, right now I think he's thriving, but I, I know it has a forever impact on him. So he, was he just like in that neighborhood because of her, the tracker we from were her phone? All okay. In that neighborhood. So, but I left to go, you know, see if she reported to UPS. Right. And then I went directly home mm. to try and find the file a missing persons report. Right. So was this all within the same day? That's what I'm asking. It's right. the same night. Same, okay. So mm -hmm. I, I guess I was on the assumption it was a few days no. or something. No. Wow. Um, hours, maybe, not days. Right. So you were trying to call her, and then what, a few hours later? Um, after we couldn't, it, it, I think we started maybe at 10, 11 o'clock that night. Okay. They found her in the car. Uh, I don't know if that was four or five in the morning. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty early. I can't think of the exact time, but it was uh, early in the morning the next day. Right. So I guess in him finding her, um, that's not, not a normal neighborhood that she would be in. No. So you immediately was thinking... I, mean, I knew something was wrong, right. yes. I knew something was wrong when, well, of course, she had been found at that time. So, right. Um, and her phone was with her, so the phone was accurate. The Find My iPhone app was okay. accurate. So, so why they try to tell me it wasn't, it was. Tell us a little bit about her. I mean, what type of child was she growing up? And um, I mean, was, um, a little bit about her personality. And, okay. Um, Antonia was a very little very independent young lady, um, determined that she was going <laughs> to be someone and do something. Um, and that's why, you know, I told her, when I taught my kids, you got to have more than one stream of income. Mm -hmm. um, so we were trying to look for something for her to do. And we found the, uh, a young lady that was teaching a balloon class. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, I think, you know, that's something you may like. She said, yeah, mom, I might like that. So she took the class, and that's where she started when she started doing balloons. And I think she was, she just graduated, maybe a little bit after graduating high school, maybe even a year. And of course, she was working at UPS to help pay for going to U of L. Wow. And uh, then she wanted some more money, so she got a job at GE as well. So Magical. she was working at GE, mm -hmm. UPS, wow. was a student at U of L. Um, as well as having her own balloon business. And she was known for having, um, uh, I know Joe's, Joe's uh, nephew, I was calling him your nephew, mm -hmm. uh, and then my son, she was known for having a, having a, a balloon business. Mm -hmm. Right, so when I mention her, people say, oh, with the balloon mm -hmm. business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she was working, she was going to school. Mm -hmm. Sometimes not getting any sleep, leaving straight from UPS, just going home. Just from candle to candle, just getting it done. Just getting it done. Determined that she wanted to get her degree, determined that she wanted to have her own business mm -hmm. and her own, you know, generate her own stream of income to wow. be independent. Wow. Well, let me ask you this. Was it, as a mom, what do you think happened that night? Or you know um, what happened that night? I believe um, the young man... I think this was her first time being in the car with her after going through her phone. Um, I think this was the first time she got in the car with him. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he was taking her to get her hair done, if they were casually going to get something to eat. I don't know if she even had her purse with her. So that's why I don't feel like she knew she was gonna be, I don't think she thought she was gonna be gone that long. Mm -hmm. um, because she never had anybody drop her off at the hairdresser um, because she won't have to, have to depend on somebody to bring her back home, right. and she knew she had to go to work that night. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Like I said, I just think she was just a, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Did with she, the wrong person. Did she know him or it wasn't her boyfriend or anything? No, it wasn't her boyfriend. That's why I said I think this was her first time being in his presence and them going somewhere together. Wow. So let me ask you, um, <clears throat> was there ever an indicator or something happened where you. where you felt like you had a premonition. Like, I remember my last conversation with my mom before she passed. Mm -hmm. She said, if anything should happen to me, I know I love you and I know you love me and that's all that matters. And I was like, that was kind of strange, you know? And mm -hmm. that was the last conversation I had with my mom when she passed. So was there ever anything that seemed strange or odd? No, because we were trying to, um I had two cars at that time, mm -hmm. and getting those balloons to where they needed to be, because she would blow so them up had, at home. This was completely, completely, mm -hmm. because um, we, we were talking about getting a minivan to, or something to wow. take her balloons wherever they needed to go when she needed to do something. Mm -hmm. So I, earlier that day, I had sent her some vehicles that I thought would be nice for her business, and I was like, well, you can drive my car and I'll drive it or whatever. So that's where we were at. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think when I passed my daughter in the hallway that day that that would be the last time that I would actually see her alive. What exactly, uh, the balloon business, like what does she do? What, what is, like, what is um, if you wanted a, like a balloon bouquet for your birthday. Oh, uh, okay. Because you know, when, um, I, when I mentioned her, people say with the balloon business, but I wasn't sure what mm -hmm. exactly the balloon business. It could be that or, you know, it could have been... Um, a bouquet for your birthday delivered, a bouquet for your anniversary. She could do numbers. Um, she could do parties. Um, now has she been doing it long? No, that's why I said she only been doing it maybe two years. I just knew I was proud of her because she got kind of mad at me in 2020 because COVID had just started mm -hmm. and I had booked her up. But <laughs> she said, if you get me, she said, I can't do this. She said, you, I've got too much, you get me too much work. She said, don't take anymore. Right. Because it was a whole lot of drive-by uh, graduations mm -hmm. and celebrations. Because and, of COVID. And she got a lot of work, so she stayed booked and busy at that particular time for 2020, making things, with, you know, like school designs for right. you know, like your school wow. colors, for so you know, decorating your driveways she had, and she stuff like busy. that. She had a lot going yeah, you was, you was putting the word out on Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you, so you were, you were quite a, a hands-on parent. Um, mm -hmm. I understand your, your son played ball. He played baseball. Mm -hmm. So uh, talk about talk about your parenting style in uh, terms of uh, I mean because you really seemed like you had you know your I mean you were all in with whatever your whatever your kids were doing mm -hmm. you were all in so you know talk about that. Well, she played lacrosse for two years. I didn't mm. know that. Mm -hmm. um, wow. What school? What school she at? Eastern. Eastern. Wow. Okay. She went to Eastern to play okay. lacrosse uh, for two years. Uh, a young black woman, young black lady. Yes, yeah, you don't hear that she too much. She was one of the few. Yeah, okay. it was just two of them. Got you. And uh, she liked it. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, when she got her car is when she didn't like it anymore. I think, you know, when you get a car, she and get, yeah, when she got her own car, she, mm -hmm. she lost interest. Uh, mm -hmm. But while she was doing it, it, she did, she did enjoy playing lacrosse. It's kind of aggressive and very good at it. Mm -hmm. Defe defensively, she was very good. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, my son, he uh, travel ball for baseball. So we stayed busy gone on the weekends most of the time as she yeah. came to. So it was like our own little family we had. Right. Um, we traveled with. And if I couldn't travel, I could always send him with another parent. Mm -hmm. It's just how close we were. 
So you find your daughter. Mm-hmm. That moment, what happens next? Because the first thing, you know, I saw it on the news. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you're looking for a suspect. Mm-hmm. And you start putting out reward money. Mm-hmm. Hey, we, we're putting out X amount of money. We're putting mm-hmm. this out. Of course, nobody's talking. Mm-hmm. So as you come into the realization, because you have to come to grips of almost of what happened. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're angry, you're hurt, you're upset, you're feeling all kind of emotions, but now you want to get back or whoever or find whoever. Right. Like after that moment, then what happens? Um, it was about six months, I believe, or more before I even offered a reward. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is very frustrating not to know who killed your child. Right. Who put a gun to my daughter's head and killed her. Um, so. So it was, it was, it wasn't, um, uh, like a, just a, no a straight bullet or no, no. I oh, don't know wow. if I don't know. You know if I don't know the circumstances of the relationship mm-hmm. between the two young men. Because mm-hmm. of course she was in the car with the young man. So you and think I, that she may have been a she had to, because she was may have been a witness. She was a victim. She just was at the wrong. Oh, wh- place. whatever. Who she she, she was with, right? Yeah, okay, okay. With the wrong person. Um, so it didn't have anything to do with her. Absolutely. Who she was with. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I. I don't know exactly what happened if he was in the back seat of the car. I don't I don't know how it went. But I know he shot my daughter in the head. Somebody from behind, right? I'm not for sure. Oh, right. Okay. So y'all find her and then you say it was about six months before you start putting the reward money up. And, and no- that that didn't do anything either. Um I I you know, I had a police detective and um it and I'll say that part becomes very frustrating at that point because... Because you don't feel like they're working hard enough. Yeah, you don't think they're doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you turn to the media for help, mm-hmm. to help you in those situations. Um, but little did I know, he was. It's just that you want to get all your ducks in a row. Before because you. for you arrest somebody, you don't want them to be able to get off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure you have the evidence that you need mm-hmm. to make sure that this person doesn't do this to somebody else. Right. This Cause happened I, go ahead, uh, This happened to my nephew, my, my baby sister. Mm-hmm. Her son, which uh, is my nephew, got killed on Derby. And she was like you. She was, she was relentless. Mm-hmm. And um, the pursuit of justice. Mm-hmm. But I, I asked her, I said, you know, what did you do to um, to stay positive? And she shared with me that, of course, she had, you know, she looked to God and she would put herself in a, in a place of peace to, you know, and then she's also was prescribed with medication mm-hmm. for, uh, uh, for uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. But how, how was that? Leading up to the moments um, where, where you were, you know, you, you're doing everything you can, you know, everything that you know, to, because you want justice for your daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how, I mean, how was that? It was rough, um, but I knew that I had to be strong because I want to make sure that this person was arrested for doing what they did to my child, for making sure that she didn't exist anymore. Because it's not like she shot her in the leg. It's not like he shot her in the arm. He purposely right. wow. yeah, I didn't think decided that. to kill my child. I, mean, I can imagine that what she, um, at the, the, those moments. That's the one thing that gets me as well. And typically, uh, you know, just from when you intentionally try to kill somebody, especially like somebody like her who's not into the streets, mm-hmm. 
right. either she witnessed something or she was around something that the, they like the well, terror yeah, she, yeah like she's, so she's, she's in it so we just really have to get not, rid of everybody yeah not, uh, but me, not only that you got to remember she's only five two okay. and she, one of her biggest things is that she had called me within the past 12 months before she passed away and told me she was so happy to tell me that she finally made 100 pounds. So she was a little thing. She was yeah. a little bitty thing. She could still wear like 14s and 16s and shop in the justice, mm -hmm. in the children's place. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, she was very petite. And I always remember somebody telling her, you're like, baby, you're gonna be carded for the rest of your life. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so, she, so was, a, so she was no threat to anyone. We have a young woman who is small in nature with a giant heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm with everything to live for, and it's just snatched away from her. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, typically you said six months before you did the, so putting up the reward money. Mm -hmm. And I know, I don't know if you could speak about, I think you all are on trial now, are going through the trial, but typically if you don't find a suspect within a certain window, mm -hmm. usually the, the, the door shut. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was wondering, like after so long, as a parent, of course you don't want to give up, no. but you're like, are they going to find them, you know? Um. That was hard. Uh, what I started doing to make me feel, and it was therapeutic for me, was every month I started emailing the chief of police, mm -hmm. the sergeant. Staying on them. And the detective. Just basically putting my feelings into an email every month. Because mm -hmm. I felt like if I was going through this, I wanted somebody to know how I was feeling every month. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did to help me. Sometimes I would just, you know, some days I would be at work when I did it, but it, yeah. it was therapeutic for me where I felt like I had to be on top of it to make sure that nobody was forgetting my child because I wanted her to be more than a homicide victim and let them know that she was more than I, the last homicide victim of 2020 in Louisville, Kentucky. When this, when this happened, uh, people said that, um, that it was over for you, that you were going, that you would throw in the towel, but no. you didn't. No. I mean, talk I about that. Never do that. No. As long as I had breath in my body, this was something that I don't know whether you would want to call it a crusade or not. But this was something that I was determined that before I left this earth, I wanted to know who killed my child, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that that person is prosecuted to the extent furthest extent of the law That's to right. get the maximum That's amount right. of time that he can get for what he did to my child because it's not like it was a accident mm -hmm. and that's why people ask me about giving forgiveness I can't forgive you when you tell me you didn't do it mm -hmm. I can't forgive you because you purposely put a gun in her head it's not like right. you it's not a mistake you made you mm -hmm. wasn't driving drunk you, right. you purposely put a gun to my child's head and decided to end her life that night you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I remember when they had the uh, shooting at the, uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, okay. where the, uh, the white boy, he went in there and shot up the whole church. And people were so quick to forgive. And I had heard that you did not take that stance no, of saying, and I never took that stance. I'm gonna, I want to forgive right, you. I, I, not to cut you, I believe that a lot of people, when it doesn't affect them, they quick to say how they would feel if they were in that situation, until you're in that situation. Oh, she should forgive them, or I would do this, until it affects you directly. Like, you can't really say what you would do until it happens to your daughter or your son. I would hope that I would 
not. So were, were you ever advised or, or you know, saying what people tell you that you, you should forgive him and, and you had to? Oh, you got to move on. You need to. Um, they to tell you how to think, grieve. I don't think yeah. I allowed that to happen because okay. my mannerisms, you know, I don't think they want to hear what I had to say behind somebody saying that to me. Absolutely. No, well, I guess what, what we were saying is just from people coming from the house, it could be an inbox on, te- on Facebook or mm-hmm. text saying you need to like heal, let it go. You know, I don't really think I had too many people that said that. And I can't remember. I mean, I had a few people when, you know, uh, her visitation that said to me, oh, she's in a better place. You know, I'm like, well, how do you know? Have you been there? Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. No, you don't know. You don't know. You can't tell me she's in a better place. Right. That's just what you're you're taught to say. That's just what you're saying. That doesn't mean anything to me because I thought she was in a better place here. That's right. I didn't think she was doing anything. She was building her heaven on earth. I I didn't think she was doing anything wrong. Right. So it's hard for me for somebody to come up to me and tell me. Well, this is the the unfortunate uh, part, too, that a lot of people don't think about. All those things that, that she was doing, that's just what she was doing at that particular time. Mm-hmm. We don't know where she was going to end what up. Her full what her full potential, potential was. Been this could have been leading up to something right. else. But somebody decided to play God and end her life. And end her life. Yeah, and that's like I said, the main thing I was trying to get at. Like, they're just random people. Who, you know, a lot of people saw your story, mm-hmm. and people always try to tell you how to agree when mm-hmm. there's no rule to grieve. No, there's no rule to grieve. You grieving. can't tell me how long to grieve or how to hurt how to or how hurt. I should feel. And that's, I was just and that's asking. that's why I say me. it's a moment by moment thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? You might be feeling good one minute. A song could come on. You could have a memory. Anything right. could happen right. that right. will just change your whole outlook for the whole day. Right. right. And then you go down. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's hard to get up, you know, and still function yeah. every day. Yeah. Now, did you Do you think back to what you were saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say the police weren't doing their job. Do you think you expressing your emotions and you know them feeling your emotions is what you know push them to like mm-hmm. to go harder or to, you know to well you know we can't solve the case or you just staying on it, staying on them, making mm-hmm. pushing them harder to solve it. I think that and her staying in the media at that particular time helped out quite a bit as well. Um, now, who was in charge? Like when you say stay in the media, what do you mean? Like news, uh, the news. Uh, reporter doing different stories on her mm-hmm. whether it had been five months six months a year right because typically after so long we don't hear about it maybe after right. a couple weeks it's yeah, like on go, to the next person on to the next yeah, right. they, to the were, next. Um, they were relentless as well and i really appreciate that because um, um, they did help out quite a bit keeping her story out there now were like were you in charge of that the family or they just they took a you know some people they just take a draw they draw they it's a drone to that person and they just like, man, this is a story we want to see. Um, she was out. she was a nice reporter. She ended up leaving town, going someplace else to another market. Mm-hmm. But somebody else took it over. So, um, like I said, I, I appreciate it. So I don't know how it happened. Mm-hmm. It just so ended up happening. Where, where were you when you found out that there was a crack in the in the case? Or, or, or no, I was on my way to the. I had a doctor's appointment. I ended up not making it to the doctor's appointment. And I didn't. And how long in between was between the time she was murdered to? When you first got the crack. Okay, she was murdered on December 30th, 2020. 2020 okay. I remember. And he okay. was arrested in July 2022. It's like two days before my birthday. Okay. So. Um, that was a nice. Uh, well, I hated for it to be my birthday present. Right. It was the best present for me. So about a year and a half. Right. Yeah, year and a half. Okay. For the situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. But you were saying you was headed to work? And no, I was headed to a doctor's, doctor's appointment. Doctor's appointment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a young lady from the Commonwealth Attorney's Office gave me a call. 
and said, you know, told me, and you know, I don't say his name because I right. don't want to give him that much credit. Right. Um, she said his name, and she said we got him, and of course the name is unfamiliar to me, and anybody that I know, nobody really knows him in any way, shape, or form. So, um, so like I said, I ended up, I don't even, I just continued to drive and ended up at the wrong place. Right. I didn't make the doctor's appointment. I understood. <laughs> I, I, yeah. um, but yeah, so I immediately just started calling all my family members because they said they want to let inform the family before they send their press release to the media before it goes on air. They want to make sure that you're aware of what happened right. so that you don't find out when you watch TV. Right. right. Now, did, did they, if you can answer, I don't know, did they get a tip or? They, I just think it was evidence. Okay. I don't know. Okay. You know, they, I'm still in the dark on a lot of things right. that happened. What, what their evidence is, I don't know. Um, I have no clue. Um, I do know that earlier that day, he allegedly um, shot up his son's mother's house. Okay. Oh, wow. So I think the, maybe the shell cases from that and that may have been connected. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, okay. Right. So this, is, this is what we're dealing with. So you would think that after something like that. Happened, that. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? For a woman to deal with somebody like that right now says a lot about character her character um, absolutely so yeah that's supposedly what he did earlier that day and that's what that's what did it um i'm not sure okay i think that right. has something right. i that's... think that helped mm -hmm. um but i'm not sure if that was everything i'm not sure but yeah allegedly he shot up his son's mother's house earlier that day because, was she, the, uh, because she wouldn't let him see his child. When was the first time you saw him? When I went to court. Well, seen pictures of him when you Google his name. Right. And of course, the news media had it. But actually, when I, when they first arraigned him in the courtroom and gave him the million dollar full cash bond. Million dollar full cash bond. Mm -hmm. So that was the first time I laid eyes on him, and I got, ended up getting put out of the courtroom that day because I got real emotional and I said something I probably shouldn't have said. Understandable. Um, but. That's just how I felt that they Well, at the, you know, at that, at, uh, in a time like that, all bets are off. I mean, as far as protocol right. and procedure and things like that. And that's why I try to tell people, when I see things that happen in the courtroom, um, when people lose their loved ones, it's easy for you to sit back and say, hey, they shouldn't act like that. Hey, they shouldn't do that. Right. But you can't tell somebody how to act. Mm -hmm. Right. And when they lost their loved one, to a senseless, probably to a bullet, to a mm -hmm. gun, mm -hmm. because somebody decided to play God. So at that time, you can't tell somebody how they're supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of things are going on in the courtroom, but these families are emotional. We're emotional mm -hmm. because we shouldn't be having to go through this. Because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure most of the people that get locked up for this, they've got a record that should have kept them locked up where they shouldn't have been out to be able ago. to do this anyway. Oh, oh yeah, a long time ago. We, you know, we hear we hear about it time and time again where. Uh, people get out of jail and, mm -hmm. and they commit another crime. Yeah. Um, uh, there was an incident where there was a man who um, had, had killed a city worker and they did a background on him and he never should have even been out. And then we can go on and on about you know similar situations. And that says something about the laws that Kentucky has. Um, Expand are, on that, what do you mean by that? Um, we are the largest city in the state of Kentucky mm -hmm. with the largest crime rate 
but we don't have a youth detention center. A lot of the crime is committed by youth. All the, a lot of the carjackings, a lot mm -hmm. of the things that mm -hmm. you see going on in the city are committed by juveniles. But mm -hmm. yet it's still the largest city mm -hmm. in the state with the largest crime rate does mm -hmm. not have a youth detention center. So let me ask you this. I, I, I don't know. So if the kids commit a crime, what, what do they, where do they go? Well, they used to go down to... Um, J.C. Washington. J.C. Washington. But they're closed. That's what I was saying. Yes, but now... I would, for me to even say, I would be speculating. But They've got state facilities, different places that they send them to. And I've seen when the governor is overhauling that whole system because they don't have enough workers in the facility that was only supposed to have so many people on the Grange Road. But they had too many people in there for the, for the ratio to staff members. So it was on TV um, that they're trying to overhaul that mm -hmm. system. But still, something needs to be done. And the last thing somebody said to me was, is the city wants the state to take it over. The city does not want to take the responsibility for that. So that's why I guess we're just sitting here in limbo waiting for somebody to open back up JCYC or build a facility for juveniles in Louisville. Because if you're not going to detain them and try and rehabilitate them and teach them something, right. the, the cycle is going to continue. I mean, because all the youth programs that you see going on oh, are for, yeah. it's, are for it's young definitely. kids. Mm -hmm. But you've got an age group that's out here that nobody's trying to work with. Because right. some people feel like they're not, they're not worth helping or they can't be helped. So there's an age group, there's a large age group out here that nobody's dealing with. They, they come up with programs for the youth, maybe the ones that are under 10, 12. But you've got an age group that... So the, the suspect, he's a young guy, right? Correct. Um, I think he's. So I know you don't want to say his name, but yeah, I, I think he's 24. So the same age as she would have been. Uh, she was 20, what, 22 or 20? Uh, she was 21 when she passed. She just turned 21, um, uh, 16 days before she was killed. Yeah. Right. Which is her birthday was, it was the December 14th. 14th right. Mm -hmm. Right. Are you able? I know you all are going to trial now, mm -hmm. right? Are you able to sit in the courtroom now, or? Well, this is all like pre-preliminary uh, things. Right. So we haven't gone to trial yet. It takes a while, especially with this being a capital murder case. Right. So it will take at least two years probably before we go to trial. Because mm. right. I know you had, you know, I read that you had said something about not being able to wear the shirts in court. Yes. So I thought you all, you know, I'm just assuming you all Yes, because we, we tried to wear the shirts with her picture on it in court just to represent her. Right. And uh, we were told that you can't do that. Right. And why was that? Because it's they would say it was bias. like, it's like but sway the I, I jury. I feel like now, because it's not on trial, right? right. No, okay, just, right. And that's why I feel like okay. when it came to trial, yes. Mm -hmm. But at this preliminary stage, I didn't see. See, they don't even want to do that. No. They're just setting all of that down. Yeah, because no. I just assume, um, for people listening, uh, you, she was saying on Facebook that they were wearing a shirt with her daughter's picture on it, mm -hmm. you know, just to show unity in court. And then they were told that they couldn't wear the shirt. So I figured that. Well, they must be on trial, and the judge might say this is going to kind of sway the jury once they see, you know, sympathy, you know, show some but sympathy. Gotten that far, yeah. Right. Yeah. We got at least. So I wonder why he said stop burning. I don't know. I think the prosecute, uh, the uh, public defender asked for that, um, and I don't know, but um, of course we can't wear them. 
And that's fine because, like yeah. I said, we wear other things. Some of us have tattoos. We have bracelets that we wear in our yeah, honor there. So this, and necklaces right. and different things. So. Right, because you all are a close, close mm -hmm. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah my whole family shows up. Every time he's in court, we all show up as well. No matter what, right. right. No matter what. Right. Take off from work, do whatever it is we have to do. If he's there, we're there. Yeah, the, uh, the, one, the person who killed my, my nephew, um, my sister, was telling me that he was trying to go up for shock probation because... Uh, he was underage mm -hmm. when it happened, and he was trying to get out because of um, because of his age when that occurred. So, I mean, there are so many things that you know you have you know, to face. And my goal is to make sure that he gets the death penalty. But in mm -hmm. Kentucky, that doesn't really mean anything because um, we've got people that have been on death row for over 40 years. Right. So they're basically, some people are on death row, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. right. Because at that time, my goal is not to be supporting the person that killed my child with mm -hmm. my tax dollars. Right. So I don't want to pay for you to be in jail for the mm -hmm. rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I want you to die like she died. Right. I don't have any sympathy or remorse for you at all, and mm -hmm. I don't forgive you, I never will forgive you. And that's something I've been adamant about from the very beginning. Um, but yeah, I, I just think Kentucky's laws are awful to where like, yeah, there are people on death row, but they just sit there for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. right. We haven't executed anybody or, you know, lethal injection in years. And I, I want to see there and watch him die the way he watched my child die. Right. I'm, right. Glad, I'm glad you said that because, you know, most people, they don't want to be real. They don't want to give, you know, tell yeah. how they really feel. And this is how you really feel. And you're saying mm -hmm. like, no. He killed my daughter. He killed my daughter. So I want to see him get the last. I want to see him take his last breath the way he watched my daughter take her last breath. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you said it'd be about two years. So we at least. So have you have they decided like has he said pleading guilty or not? Has you know because I don't know how the law. Is. He's pleading not guilty. Oh, of course. Um, okay. Right now, but like I said, it's still preliminary phases that we're going through. Right. Um, he could change his mind and. And I told, uh, like I said, they would have to come talk to us before they decide to do anything. But I guess I would be satisfied with life without the possibility of parole as well. Mm, that, that's not a bad consolation prize to know the, that mm -hmm. this person would never get out. Get out. Mm -hmm. And that's something that he has to live with forever. But you got to realize everybody doesn't have a conscience. Anybody that can do that probably doesn't have a conscience. Um, you got to think, maybe allegedly, earlier that day, he shot up his kids, his son's mother's, where she stays, house, I don't know whose mm -hmm. house it was. Yeah. So you were in that much of a rage that you did that. Now, and I don't then know what, you turn then around. you run and do this a little bit later. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes people come to a point in their life, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm speculating now, mm -hmm. but the good thing is with the uh, pushing for the death penalty, you know that this person at least will spend the rest of their life, you know, behind. And that is a consolation prize because that's not what I want. Right. right. I want to watch you take your last breath. I understand. Like you want you to take her last breath. I understand. Now, with him, you I said understand. he has a public defender, right? Mm hmm As far as the lawyer that's defending your daughter with the evidence, does the state pay for that or how does that go? The state. Because yeah, yeah, you're the prosecutor. Okay, right. Prosecutor and a public defender. Right. Because, you know, you said it may take a couple of years. I'm like, well, who's paying the prosecutor? But it's about it's the tax. State. Tax. Okay. Tax. I'm, we're paying for that with our tax. Right, money. right. That's yes. what I was wondering. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so you all may have to go through this till 2025. Maybe. Right. Probably. Even though you have to live with her death the rest of your life. I'm just yes. saying, as far as seeing him, 
and seeing having it through to, and having to see exactly. it through. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, I tell people all the time, I guess I would feel a little bit better if I seen some countermeasures in place that another family wouldn't have to go through this. Right. But every day I wake up and I see somebody else is being killed and somebody yeah. else's family's having to go through the same thing. Right. And sometimes you even know that person, so that makes it even worse. And you hate for somebody else to have to go through what you've been through. You hate to live somewhere where they're not doing anything about it. Yeah. Right. They keep saying, you know, we're going to stop, we're going to catch them, but what are you doing to stop this from happening? What kind of countermeasures are you trying to get into place? Are you going to stiffen your gun laws? Are you going to put more cameras up to see the crimes that are being committed? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're going to do as a government official to stop this from happening? On the state level, the local level, what is it that, you know, you're going to do? And I haven't heard anything yet. So what would you say to parents uh, right now who are, who are, raising, who are raising kids in today's society as it is? Well, I, I would say that before you answer that, mm -hmm. I mean, just you just triggered a thought. Like, it seemed like she was raising her kids. I mean, there's no such thing as the right way, but it's not like they were out here doing wrong. It was just in a one night, one incident. I don't know why she got in the car. Or, you know, it was just that moment. It was a decision made, and then he made a decision. Right, right. And, and that's the whole thing because, I mean, this wasn't an incident where, as I said earlier, where she was, she was uh, dating the just, wrong guy yeah, or something. A, you know, she was a rebellious kid. Oh, I haven't talked to her in two or three days, and she'll call me. I mean, this was a this was a model. This was the this was the daughter you would want your daughter to be. Yeah, because people when I talk about people who know are like, oh yeah, you know, nothing negative to say. You know, it's always positive. Mm -hmm. And um, and people think, well, you know, always when when kids are out doing wrong, well, who raised them? You know, you raise them when they go out. You know, kids make decisions. You right. just hope. The decisions that they make, they don't go too far left. You know, we all gonna make mistakes. You just, and in that instant, she made a, you know, just a mistake to get in the car or whatever with whoever, and then he made a decision. Right. And um. And it was beyond her. Right, right, but yeah, beyond her, because I'm, you know, people just speculate. So I'm like, well, maybe she was dating the wrong guy, or maybe mm -hmm. she was just running with the wrong crowd, which we all have. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, just makes you wonder, like, what, what about her made him decide? Well, tonight, I'm just gonna take her life, like in that instant. Or what was said or what did she see? Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I sometimes think it was a robbery, you know. Like now, was it just her or was it somebody else? It was got? somebody in the car. The guy was in the car as well. They got she my, was with. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then so, somebody killed both of them? Yes. Okay, that's what I'm trying to understand. Yeah, it was okay. a double murder. It wasn't a single, it was a double murder. Okay. So both of them were killed. So is that guy's family like in court too or? His uncle's always there. That's the only person I ever see there. Right, and it wasn't like her boyfriend or anything, right? Right, because that was the speculation. Maybe she, this guy was into yeah. the wrong things, and mm -hmm. I guess what this guy just got in the car and just killed them both. Um, as I looked through some of her text messages, I, and that's what I said, I think he may have tried to reach out to her for the first time, maybe like on social media in her inbox, right. on Instagram, maybe like uh, three or four days after her birthday or something, just like saying happy birthday, right. you know. And yeah. I think it's just a casual conversation right. to start that right. way. Yeah. So that's where that started from. So she hasn't known him long. And like mm -hmm. I said, I think that was her first time being in the car with him. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a lot to take in. Um, before we wrap, like, is it anything that you would want to say, you know, just to anybody or just, just say anything to the camera or? 
Lord. You think about her, like like just something that people may not have known, because it is tragedy. You know, pain is universal, but it's a celebration too. We want people to know, you hey, you know, she was had a balloon business. She was in school. She was on her grind. You know, she was on. You know, this death isn't just the only thing about her life. You know, is it? And before we wrap and start smashing the breakfast, is anything you know you you just want to say? Um, next month at Black Achievers, I will be giving out a uh, scholarship in her honor, and uh -huh. I hope to start doing that on a yearly basis as well. Okay. Um, so Let yeah. us know how we can assist in that. Okay. We'll do I mean, that. we're here. Uh, we're not going anywhere, and I mean that's that's what we're about. We we really thank you for coming to the show, and we're glad to see your courage. Yeah. Moving forward, so. Um, is there any like foundation y'all starting so people can know? That is, that is my goal. I right. haven't started one yet. I just decided that this year I didn't want another year going on, go on without me doing something in her honor. Right. So I said, well, let me just get some donations and we'll give it to Black Achievers. Mm -hmm. And the person, um, I'm going to read them and decide who I want to get it. Right. Um, I want okay. it to be a person who comes from a single family home. Okay. Good. Who's working hard in school. You don't mm -hmm. have to have the 4.0, the 3.5, right. the 3.0. You just have to have. You might just be blue collar. Right. You just work hard. You just want, you just want to, and you don't have to use it within the state. If you want to mm -hmm. go out of state, you can right. use that as well. Right. I don't want to put that stipulation on somebody. Yeah, that's a I want somebody to know that you can, you know, use this money towards your education. Yes, okay. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you coming. Uh, anybody listening that's watching, man, we appreciate y'all. We want to thank y'all. We're going to eat, mm -hmm. and that's a wrap. <laughs>